Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Supernatural Selection. I'm your host, Kevin the Bastard. With me this week are Mike the Skeptic. Mike, how you doing, buddy? Um, knee-deep in rum. That's how I'll describe my evening. That's awesome. I am about ankle-deep in some bourbon. So, uh, yeah, I figured this would, you know, weekend weird. Why not do that? And, of course, we also have Mr. David Davis. David, how are you, buddy? Well, I want to apologize for saying controversial things. Um, I, I did not mean to propose gelding, but I did mean to propose firing people into the sun. Um, okay. What? It's more fun that way because it has rockets. Okay, what was this in reference could, to? Well, you, you can gild someone <laughs> with rockets. That would be the, really fun. Let me rephrase that. The fuck did I miss? Uh, I, I don't know. I recall me talking about um, yeah, gelding Joe time. Rogan listeners. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Okay, no. Firing them into the sun is much better. I know some yes. Joe Rogan uh, listeners they, that are casual listeners. Rip, 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 ripping their uh, cojones off with rockets, though, is also equally <laughs> now, now, folks, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to go on Google and look like, for uh, rocket like, gelding. It's it's a liberal conspiracy, and uh, it's kind of like when oh, you uh, you know pull a tooth out by tying a string to it and tying it to a doorknob. Oh yeah, you just but, tie their balls to a rocket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, awesome. Uh, also, after that little bit of madness, <laughs> we have a special guest this week. We have with us. Uh, would you say you're a writer or a comic writer, Robert? I would say I am a writer, generally. I mean, I mostly do comics, yeah. Yeah. Well, we have writer, who I have had the pleasure of working with as an anchor, Mr. Robert Livingston. Robert, first off, welcome to Supernatural Selection. We're extremely happy to have you here. I've known you for probably a couple of years now. You're a great... I think it's been like maybe three at this point. Something around, like around that. that. Around that time frame, yeah. That's great. I'm happy to be here. I'm we're glad to have you, man. It's always great to have you. Uh any situation where I can actually talk to you is great. So mm-hmm. uh welcome to the weekend weird. Uh David's gonna conduct our interview because he's so much better at writing that sort of stuff. And uh, you know, me and Mike can throw some questions in. Now you do uh two comics that I absolutely adore though. Uh Tom and Artie. Yep. And Kaiju Days. Well, does Kaiju Days really count yet? Because all yeah. it has been uploaded is a bunch of shorts, and we're okay. working on the full first issue. Yeah, but the you, you have a bunch of one-panel comics, so we're going to label it as a comic. But yeah. you know, uh, in that regard, then yeah, go ahead and tell us what your plans are regarding Kaiju Days, because I think that's really interesting. Definitely. Oh my god, where do I even begin? Because the plans for this project <laughs> have changed. So much over the years. Like, it. I'm trying to remember when I first got the idea for the project. I think it was back in maybe. Maybe 2017 ish. It was way different back then. Back in 2017 ish, it was like. uh, It was actually called President Kaiju. Okay. And. Back when it was President Kaiju, it was originally meant to be a more. A little bit more of a serious project, which would have been about a, um, a kaiju. That decided he was going to turn Monster Island into a sovereign nation because <laughs> because like kaiju attacks were not working against humanity anymore. <laughs> so they were they were literally going to go and and like running on the platform of our attacks will be successful. We will yeah, bring down the yeah, humans. So, yeah, yeah, like like around like that. Oh, that's great! I love that idea. Well, for for those of uh, for those of our listeners who may not be familiar with kaiju, kaiju of course are based on Japanese giant monsters. Right. Yeah, I actually um, had someone yeah. ask me what kaiju were today while I was talking about tonight, and I had to explain. Kaiju is basically the genre of film that involves like uh, Godzilla or Gamera or mm-hmm. what have you. So yeah, it's your giant rubber suit monster, basically. Right. Yeah. Uh, go go ahead and continue, Robert. Yeah, but I didn't pursue with the idea for President Kaiju at the time, which was because the... Actually, now I think about it, this was probably around, like, 2016. Mm-hmm. Because it was around when the uh, first election, when the election was going on. Mm-hmm. And I didn't well, want to release that and have people think I was trying to make parallels to the election, because I wasn't. Let me tell so, you, I certainly ran I, quite a few plans astray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so I held off on it. I didn't reformat it until, I would say, 2018. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was around 2018 when I decided to reformat the project. Now, 
let me let me ask what was the impetus for the uh current iteration like what what was the basic idea what started that uh train of thought that train of thought i i think it was because at the time i was doing i was doing bite at the time which was a little bit more of a right. serious kind of mm-hmm. uh, more of a serious kind of project but when I was working on Kaiju, when I was working on Kaiju Days in its current iteration, I did have Big Mama originally planned in that in the President Kaiju iteration, mm-hmm. and she did have a focus in the project itself, where she would have played more of a she was a supporting role, but she would have been like kind of an egging on role, where she was going to be egging on um, the main character into like direct warfare with humanity and shit like that. Right, and what I, I, I what I like about it is that you basically crafted a kaiju sitcom. I was I was just writing something today about uh, that that sitcom Mama's Family, yes. based off the Carol Burnett show, and Kaiju Days reminds me of like uh, Mama's Family, but like as on, on Monster Island, which I thought was just, just like super interesting. And one of the things I really appreciate is because um, I've I've helped you with with the project a little bit, like pitching gags and that sort of thing. Yeah. And I love how receptive you are to just really dumb little sight gags where they're using, like, human technology as, like, little tools of convenience. Like, Oh, yeah, that was always, that was actually a, uh, that was a rule I put in there later on Mm -hmm. as I figured it out more was because I wanted to do this whole thing where, you know, the kaiju will not use anything that is just a larger version of right. human, of a human object. It has to be something that's like a human vehicle it's sort or of a building or something idea. that has to be converted for, like, regular use. Right. Like, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite images is uh, the three kaiju posing uh, to take a selfie using a news helicopter. Uh, yeah, that was with, uh, that was with Pistania, Valley, and Butte. Yes. And so, oh. now go ahead, go ahead. Ask me. Oh, that. okay, yeah, because that that brings up a good question. Because you're you're doing a project involving giant monsters, so I guess the inevitable question, you know, as it fits to this podcast, like, what is your belief in cryptids and monster type entities? Do you believe in them at all? Do you think I there's evidence? Reser- them? I used to research like cryptids all the freaking time when I was in high school. Yeah, like it was all it was always something I'd be reading on my phone that time. I had the I had like my. I was knee deep in the, in researching cryptids and the paranormal and stuff like that. Yeah, where man. <laughs> it was, was a lot was of me. late nights. I would stay up reading about that stuff because I always thought it was I always thought it was fascinating as hell. Absolutely, I mean that's that's why this show exists. I always so, thought it was fascinating as hell, but I always found it I always found it funny where it appears that after a certain point in time, suddenly the sightings and everything just completely died down, mostly died off. Around, I would say, late 90s was suddenly, oh, now people are reporting it less. People are talking about it less. But I heard someone kind of say something. Was someone going to go into that? Uh, I was just going to say, uh, there, there are still sightings, but like it's definitely, there, there's been a lot of changes in the world of uh, cryptids and the paranormal since uh, about the time the X-Files really came out. Would you say it was because the X-Files kind of successfully convinced people that if you believe in this shit, you're crazy? I think it's because it came to the forefront and it sort of went into hiding in a way. But that's just yeah. me. That's something I'm going to go into later and Mike can tear that apart because that is the dumbest idea I've had. Back me up, you know, Mike. That is a stupid idea, right? Well, and then the other thing is, um, like, technology, the way that technology increased over the uh, course of, uh, like, a decade from, like, the late 1980s to, like, the end of the, two, uh, the, er, the, end of the 90s, like, portable photography and that sort of thing just increased the, 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 the growth of cell phone networks, everything like that, and it kind of took away that mystery and ambiguity from the world. Yeah, but now we have cameras that have HD quality, and yet we're still recording UFOs that are blurry as shit. Right, and it, you know, some things, well, you're some things, in on pixels, man. Uh, well, they they just have to. They know they have to stay further away. Yeah, <laughs> and they're blurry true. by nature. But well, they, and you, also how these things kind of change based on the times. So we've talked about yeah. that idea of like these, like cryptids, UFOs, and everything like that being, being part of something we call the superstructure. Have you ever yeah. heard of that? 
Robert? No, I haven't, I haven't heard that theory. You oh, no. Won't oh, no. Until you listen to us being <laughs> either, either I haven't heard it referred to as that, or when you start talking about it, I'm going to know what you're talking about, so go yeah. ahead. But, uh, Mike, you had something to say there. Oh, jeez, I, I have now forgotten it. Curses. <laughs> Mike has such... God damn it, the cats. <laughs> but, uh... Oh. The superstructure is a basic idea that there's an underlying structure of reality that we're only a part of and that there's a, a realm layered just on top of us that surrounds us. And uh, these things are there. And every now and again, we get bleed through and see them. And uh, the way we perceive them is all based on uh, the observer. I yeah. think I've heard of that theory before. Mostly when it came to research about um, Skinwalker Ranch. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh God. Mm -hmm. yeah. We still got to do our giant Skinwalker Ranch oh, episode. We we should we should have you on for Skinwalker Ranch, Robert. I think you'll enjoy that one with oh, us. Oh yeah. This is gonna be fun. So so you you talked about how you would do research in the paranormal and cryptids and that sort of thing. What were what were your favorite subjects to research? It was either it was either UFOs or it was generally cryptids in either the woods or underwater. The only thing was is that when it came to researching cryptids that were under that were you know submerged, there was not as many that would be talked about. I mean, there would be like some cool stories you would hear about, like uh, what was right. it? There was that one account during World War Two. I think I think during like a car like during a uh, bombing mission. From the sea, they once like blew some creature out of water that they yeah. had in water for a few seconds that they had they have never seen before. Yes, 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 and they never were able to find it again. I know exactly the one you're talking about, uh, Robert. Are you and I, in fact, the same person? No. Okay, just check. I don't. I don't have a bitchin' beard like yours. Okay, I just want to make sure that like they weren't cloning me, and uh, we didn't have to fight for supremacy. Okay, awesome, cool. So, um, if, if you had to pick a favorite cryptid, though, um, which one do you think you would pick, and when are they going to show up in uh, Tom and Artie? I would say either Mothman or the Flatwoods Monster. Oh, hell, hell yes. yeah. Both, hell yes. both counts, man. <laughs> I did I did at one time want to do a uh, project that would have more concerned cryptids, and I was going to start, I was actually talking to a friend of mine about maybe pitching and reworking it as a cartoon instead. Oh, we, we would love to help with that, so you know oh, you can always yeah. rely on us. Okay, cool. We all <laughs> about it. <laughs> now, on, on that, okay, so what we have is we have Kaiju Days, where the concept shifted. So now we have uh, Tom and Artie, which is about like a multiversal thing, but that brings me to the question of, do you think that there's a President Kaiju universe in the Tom and Artie multiverse? You mean, would they ever visit the uh, Kaiju Days universe? Well, I, I'm I'm thinking that like yeah, maybe they would visit the Kaiju Days universe, but what about like the alternate world where it's President Kaiju? It's possible. I mean, I once passed around ideas of saying that big because Big Mama in both iterations in Kaiju Days and President Kaiju, she is not from Earth, as in she is not even from she's not even from that reality. She's from a different reality. Okay, Ooh, that's cool. And she got and she got transferred there, and I was half thinking of saying it as like a big big brain moment that Tom and Artie were the ones responsible for originally <laughs> sending her away. Oh, you gotta do that, man. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. So I, I think that this would be a good time to introduce like what exactly like Tom and Artie is for, for the listeners. Yeah, let's talk about that because Mike, um, I've, maybe I've talked to you about Tom and Artie. I love the concept. It's It, it reminds me of several things, but yeah. Uh, tell us about it, Robert. That Tom and Artie is a comic about two interdimensional best buds traveling across the multiverse, going through whatever adventures and profit they can get. I actually I actually messed up my own elevator pitch there, right there. Uh, <laughs> let me okay, rewind for a second. Tom and Ari is about two mercenary best friends who travel across different dimensions in search of profit and adventure. Yes, nailed it. Yeah. Perfect. Now, also, can we talk about what Tom and Artie are? You mean the fact that Artie is a black and white cartoon character that looks like he's from the 1920s? And Tom is this, is this anthropomorphic unicorn with military tactical training? Yes, exactly. 
it's great. I love it. I love, I love it. I love the whole concept. I love everything. Everything I've ever seen of it is just a great idea. I love like you've got so many interesting characters in there, like the two rabbits. It just, it's just great. Those I need Luger to think outside Ruger, the box correct? a little bit more when it comes to the settings. <laughs> yeah, but that's Luger and Ruger, correct? The two rabbits. Yeah. 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 Now you. Now go ahead. Yeah, you're you're doing this multiverse project. So my my question is like, how does your multiverse work? Because it seems to me like you might be one of those people like me who kind of like. There are. The right, I will say how this, this works. If I will say this, there is not another version of Tom and Artie that are running around. It's not going on freaking Morty rules. So okay. there's just okay. the one Tom and Artie. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So. They are traveling across. Di- they are traveling across different dimensions that are that are restricted in their own environments. Like sometimes they may travel to areas that are aware of dimensional travel, others that aren't. But if you wanted to get like a completely different version of Tom and Artie, like if you want, like I don't know, maybe a version where they're both where they're both girls. Or one where maybe Tom is like the black and white character and Artie is regular, mm-hmm. that would require reality jumping, and reality oh. jumping in universe is a very is a very dangerous thing. So it's like jumping membranes, basically. Well, it's more like reality. It's more like reality ripping because gotcha. in the present universe, Tom and Artie will say that there are there are things or jobs that they will not mess with. Mm-hmm. And one of the, and some of the people that they will not mess with are reality warpers. Mm. Okay. If they, well, it, if not, go ahead. Oh, look, see, cause that leads me to the next question, which is like, what is your belief on the idea of like a multiverse or alternate realities? Because you put a lot of thought into yeah. this in real, like, in real life. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I do believe in I do believe in some of those theories. Now I do believe in that theory that says that you possibly are destined to live your life to your natural death, and any time that you are supposedly supposed to die, your consciousness is just shifting to another reality where you didn't die. Oh wow! You know oh, wow. I don't know uh, if we've ever actually asked Mike what his thoughts on the multiverse are. Real quick, do you believe in the multiverse, Mike? Do you I think mean, there are other realities out there? Like you know, there's infinite numbers of you and me going through the same like. Well, strangely, are they married? Kind of dynamic, or I mean, it, so yes, there is a multiverse more than likely, but there's only two. The one no. where we're cowboys and the one where we're uh, all ninjas. <laughs> the Futurama no. theory. No, but so it's hard to say. I mean, because I don't believe we'll ever they'll ever like this cross isn't, or anything. Yeah, this isn't like space travel. This isn't something we're gonna have in like twenty years. Yeah, no. I I personally don't think. If you think about it. If anyone were to able were to be able to travel realities like shift realities, then you would have to ask the question: If that person were to shift realities, would they even remember the original reality they came from, or would their would their mind just shift to fit to fit that new reality? Or do you have Mandela effect? Yeah, I I mean, you just have to think about the energies involved with that is there's a lot of energy to another reality. I mean, it makes, you know, warp drive space travel look like peanuts. Now, you probably have to like destroy a whole universe to get the energy or, just to do something like that. Now guys, hear me out. This is just a question I'm throwing this out there. That's a it's, good. That's a good okay. know, story idea though. Oh yeah, no. Someone that wants to end a whole universe to Go to another, to reality. another reality. It is a good story idea, actually. So, um, here, just hear me out here, Mike. Yeah. What if you ate like a lot of Taco Bell? Mm, like that's a lot. a lot of energy, but not enough. <laughs> I mean, you still can't get to Mars with that amount of energy. Yeah, but could you jump to the world where like toothpicks were invented like twenty minutes earlier? Mm, probably not. Oh man! All right. So, um, we, we, we've talked about, like, multiverse theory. We've talked about cryptids. So, Robert, 
what other weird shit do you believe? <laughs> yes, come on, spill it. <laughs> oh man, I haven't asked that question in so long. It's like it's on it's on the realms of people asking you what's what your favorite dinosaur is. And you have to think and you have to think about it like, oh my god, I yeah. haven't <laughs> Triceratops. I never uh, have to man, think I'm about it. This. Oh, you suck. Ankylosaurus. <laughs> yep. We've all got one, man. We're ready. <laughs> Sorry, um, man. Hate to hate to ruin your, your analogy there. <laughs> you think about that all the time. Okay, I, yeah. I, I see nope. how it is. Yep. Nope. Uh, I am 46 years old going on 10. What's your favorite dinosaur? Triceratops. Don't even finish the question, <laughs> motherfucker. No. Oh, okay. I, I do wonder a lot what is at the bottom of the ocean uh, what is or what is deep in what is deep in the uh, woods of the USA okay. because we still have a large portion of this country that is that you know isn't explored well and it was also I was researching before um, mm-hmm. what's, it, what's it called Lake Balakal or uh, like Volstock I, I, you said what? Volstock Volstock? is that the one in uh, Antarctica? No, I'm talking about the uh, the world's largest, oldest, deepest lake. Oh, Mike, do you know that one? Uh, it sounds familiar. It's located in, in what is that, Mount, it says here, mountainous Russian region of uh, uh, Siberia. Yeah. I know the one, I don't know the name, but they've talked about Baikal. it. Baikal. Baikal, yeah. yes, that was it. That, that's it. Yeah, it's in uh, southeastern Siberia. Yeah, that's the one the Russians. Uh, okay, let me rephrase that. That's one people say that the Russians have uh, found aquatic humanoids in that have killed their divers. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that like alleged story before. Yeah, where'd you, where'd you hear that version? I, I don't remember hearing that. Oh, I listen to this podcast called Mysterious Universe, and they go into more bullshit than we do. <laughs> now I'm looking that up right now. I don't remember hearing okay. about anything. Oh wait, here's a story. Here's a story here in 1982. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it now. Okay, so, great. So your interest is in like the unknown corners of our world, mm-hmm. then? Okay. Yeah, and here's a question: What are your thoughts on the bloop? The bloop? Oh, that, that is. I think that's probably not. Some some type of huge mm-hmm. cryptid at the bit up at the bottom of the ocean. So you're going with like, the theory that it was like a uh, ice yeah, sheet tec- sliding like off, like shape mm-hmm. plates like moving, moving. Yeah. So not Cthulhu farting in the tub. All right. No, no. Look, okay. Look, let's be. I'm just gonna say it here, right, right now. If Cthulhu was real, Cthulhu would not be that big of a threat. I don't know, man. I bought a Cthulhu now. In the, okay, okay. In the original story where Cthulhu appeared, he was taken down by a ship piercing his, his freaking face. And yeah, he's just a, he's he just a priest. Formed. That's true. He's not a god. He is a priest of the Great Old Ones. Mike, you know this shit. Um, only what you've blabbled about. What I've subjected you times. to. Yes. Okay, fair. <laughs> But yeah, okay. That's why, yeah, that's why personally, we, someone, someone, someone should explore that concept in the story. Yeah, like the you point. have an ancient, you have some ancient deity or some ancient <laughs> evil that's been locked away for eons on in eons, right? Uh-huh. Finally releases, finally comes mm-hmm. back up. But guess what? It wasn't expecting that humanity now has like hellfire missiles and shit like that. <laughs> or, or they weren't expecting Tom and Artie to blast them with a disintegrator ray. Oh, that <laughs> would be a great story there. Uh, I was actually just thinking there's just some greaser with a fucking uh, switchblade stabbing him in the head every time he shows up. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, guys, yeah, that's all you gotta do. I just need to stand yeah. here for the next uh, 20, I would guess, say around 8 hours. You, you every, time, call- every time every time this guy comes up, just stab him in the eye. And what happens if we don't do that? Well, he's probably <laughs> gonna end the entire known universe. Yeah, See, I already sleep, have a title Mac. for it. You can okay. call it the Ballad of the Eternal Hot Rod Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> we have imbued you with immortality, so you can just stab the shit out of this thing. We just need you to stab this guy every time he pops his head up. Hey, Mac, that's not a problem. I'll stand here as long as you need me to. Just make sure I got plenty of gum and a fresh comb. So I, I, I do have a couple more questions, but I want to give Mike an opportunity because Mike 
We, mm-hmm. we, don't, we don't value you enough. I, I agree. I think Mike needs to say some things here. Um, um, any questions or thoughts? I, no. I mean, there's rum involved, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just saying, I, I yeah, not yeah. really. Uh, but we did post a link to both of his uh, his things there, Mike. So feel free to yeah. read those when you get the chance. Uh, sure. Like I said, I'm a big fan of both. Uh, I love the. Also, like on uh, Kaiju Days, uh, Jamil's helping you with that one, right? Uh, no. No. We'll no, he's that. helping me on Tom and already. Tom and already. Okay, days. who's helping you on? Hawk. Hawk is helping him on Kaiju Days. Hawk uh, is helping him on Kaiju Days. Uh, okay, Hawk, not really oh. as much anymore. Things, okay. things We're going to cut this things whole No, things, things had changed. Things had changed. Okay. okay. I'm just so, saying because uh, Hawk had some real-life responsibilities come up, I, so he wasn't he, able he does to, sometimes. Uh, that he wasn't able to commit as much to the project anymore. So Oh, yeah, that, that's fine. These things yeah, happen. I had to. I hired I hired someone new, which, yeah. is, which is Ninja Haiku Art. Who is taking care of all the art on the project, and she okay. is doing a great job. And I just want to say, and also Ronan works with me on the project. Ronan, hell yeah, okay. Ronan is a cool. You you know so many talented people, and then you know me. So like and that, and you pay them too, which I, is like yes, really that admirable. Is amazing. That is so much better than am my I, plans. Am I not like? Am I not supposed to pay them? I I, well, ne- I never get. I never get that when people act like that's a well, weird taboo. Well, or it's it's because we're, we're here's the thing. Broke. Like, in, in some circles, like you would be considered like the idea guy. And I put that in quotes, where it's like you know the the, yeah. the impression is that you're the guy who's trying to get other people to do your stuff. And, you know, the impression on the, of that in general is, like, you know, it's, like, it's, but the, the fact is that you, like, pay people to produce stuff, and you do it at a fair rate and everything like that. You and really it's, do, it's, and I have It's very impressive. Well, it's a, like, yeah. You mean... You Look, mean, I, I realized this a while ago, even when I first started writing comics. I, I always said that to me, is that no one's going to care about your idea unless it gets artwork. Because anyone can, say, anyone can say an idea. Yeah. Yeah. It Mike? takes a little bit more. It takes more to make it happen. I was gonna say, uh, so so it was just telling me. I'm getting this impression that artists cannot eat exposure. That's a of course, of course not. That's a very but they can die of it. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. We can die of exposure very quickly. You can't pay the rent I've, with exposure. Eh? Indeed. That's a very very. Uh, Look, I realized, like, like I said, I realized profound. that a, a while ago, dude. And you are the at the time I did, right. and at the time I didn't really have the time investment to get into uh, into art. I was mm-hmm. do, I used to do like a lot of other stuff. To be honest, I wasn't just writing comics in the past. Mm-hmm. I was also um, I used to do video editing as well. Mm-hmm. I used to make uh, machinimas too. Like we oh, use wow. like a video. Yeah. We used to make a video. We use like a video game engine to mm-hmm. make it to make something. Oh, I used no, to do I that shit those. like all the time, and I regret deleting my YouTube channel. I had that like had all oh, the stuff. I made. Dude, you should. I'm still, I'm still friends with like all the people I used to make it with, and we and occasionally we're on Discord. We're just like, dude, we should. We should do another thing. We should like mm-hmm. go back into Halo, and we should do a new thing in Halo. <laughs> and I and I would be pondering it a lot because in the past few in the past few like I would say months, you know, writing comics has been fine. You know, mm-hmm. I, I it gets done. Things come in on fine, come in just fine. But at the same time, I just feel a little bit of less fulfillment about it because I always feel this notion of. Man, I used to do so much stuff, but now I'm just doing, you know, one thing. This I used to be such a, I used to be such like a big go-getter with stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, that's like part of the problem with like comics in general. I kind of start I uh, think David probably will relate to this too. You draw because you need the story out. Sometimes it's more important to, you know, and I know me and David both probably prefer getting the story out there and other people can gum up the works mm-hmm. yeah, well, yeah i think it's just also the matter of working of working on it because yeah i i write everything i direct it with the with the artists i make sure everything goes to print but i write the scripts and you know between my day job and it's it's frankly fallen down to a lot of 
there's not a lot of time in the day. And I ponder that. I think about that like a lot lately. I think about that a lot. I'm just thinking, is it so much that there isn't enough time in the day? Or am I just not making the time? It could also be an issue of outlet. Like, you know, yeah. you know, if you're, you're going to do the comic, but you might need that side outlet. Because, you know, I do my werewolf story, I do my radio show, I do the podcast, I do the comics, everything like that. You do um, your be- stuff because, on Haunted MTL. Yeah, I, it's just because I'm constantly thinking and creating, and I'm not trying to, like, brag or anything like that. It's just my mind is constantly working on something. Oh, no, I, to- I totally get you. Like, I've had to pause on writing the uh, Tom Nardi issue 5 script. Because mm-hmm. I'm going in, because I'm finishing up this pitch script or something else. Right. And with, um, but the whole thing is, is that like every time I go back to the Tom Minari script, I have issue five so well planned out in my head and written down that I just start writing and everything is just like, you know, everything is just flowing to me as, I, yeah, as I'm making it. And it's just like, I'm just like going, wow, this is like all just coming through so great. Mm-hmm. And I was always, I was happy with how, like, issue four turned out. I mean, you know, except, like, the lack of color in it. Me and, me and Sky talked about that, and we were just like, I was just like, you know what? Let's bring back color for issue five, because mm-hmm. the sure. comic just feels, you know, it was good that mm-hmm. issue four got completed so quick. Like, yeah, it was, but like, a little like bit. It was less something. weight on my wallet because of it. But I was just like, you know what? We should bring back color, because the comic is just, it's just way better with color. Right. No, no one complained about the lack of color, but I was no. just thinking we, we, we should bring back color. Okay. Yeah. Well, guys, we're at the half hour mark. Uh, Robert, this has been a friggin' amazing conversation. Uh, how would you like to weigh in on some weekend weird news with us? Okay, what, hap- what happened now? Okay, well, <laughs> what we're going to do, first off, I'm going to share something in the uh, chat. I'll go ahead and go first this week, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, I'm going to put a link in the host channel so you can see it, all right? You may have already seen it. I don't know. Okay, I just posted it in the host chat. My bad. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> doing it backwards. All right, so I have this week our high slash high strangeness nasa lincoln comments this is an image taken by nasa's mars rover curiosity on sol 3466 this is a a section of a larger panorama that for some reason has been converted into black and white because conspiracy theorists i guess for contrast and as you can see so, so the way the Mars rover takes pictures, it's all black and white. Oh, so it's, it's colorized. Okay. Well, yeah, and doesn't the Mars rover mm-hmm. take pictures like every, what is it, five minutes? Well, yeah, it, I mean, I'm, I don't know its exact schedule, but the way it, it doesn't have a color camera on board. It only has a black okay. and white camera. Okay. But it'll take, you know, a black, uh, you know, an unfiltered picture, and it'll take it also through different filters which there's you know red blue green i think there's red blue green there could be could be so like it can be reconstructed into cyan and and all those but also yeah. it does like infrared and all these yeah. other filters well and every picture you see is basically art quote-unquote artificially colored but it's right. just a comp- composite of mm-hmm. the colored Im- of the well, filtered images i would like to take draw your attention to this picture i have linked Mm-hmm. And the fact that it does, in fact, look kind of like a doorway with a uh, top and like a little sidewall that's been purposely cut out that goes into the hill. That people were theorizing that this is the entrance to a Martian underground base. I have my own theory, though, gentlemen. Well, well my, my theory is that rock in the foreground... Uh-huh. looks like it came from there because you can see kind of a trail. Are you saying that it crawled out? No, I'm saying it fell. You're saying it fell. Yeah. And it, it just didn't, fractured off. In fact, fell. get pushed out of the way by the inhabitants. No, the Nazis did not push it out of the I'm way. I'm not saying it's Nazis <laughs> for once, goddammit. I've got another theory and it's way cooler. But David, give me your theory. So, as cool as it is that it looks like a door, it is probably just the phenomenon of pareidolia. That's the which thing is, where we look for patterns. 
Yeah, where we look for patterns. So, mm-hmm. like, when you look at your faucet and you see a nose and, like, two eyes and that sort of thing, it's the same thing here. I've never seen that. Yeah, that's, I'm, wrong I'm, with agreeing with, I'm agreeing with David here. I kind of okay. feel that way about this. No, I totally understand. In my it, theory. It's probably not oh. as straight and flat as it looks, but if you also look at the left-hand side of the image, that very straight fissure that runs all the way up. Yeah. So, it's just showing that that's not a unique feature. That's a butt well, crack. I'm also going to pull up a picture of the same feature because uh, this is a composite of multiple images in color, and you see that the hole is not as uh, deep as it it looks. So I'm gonna I'm gonna post yeah, that. Yeah, that's what, that's what it. I was looking at too. That if there was if this was deeper, right. no, there I would be that. more of a there would be a little bit more darkness inside that hole. No. Yeah, so about the middle top middle uh-huh. of this image, you can see yeah. where that spot is i see it it's very front and center but my theory gentlemen okay this is an exclusive to the world at large all right so jesus died right oh okay just just get on with it nope okay so jesus died and he came to north america and he spread his teaching to the natives and created the first mormons right okay this is the entrance to jesus's martian tomb and he came oh, out that's right okay why would okay why would jesus be a martian he isn't a martian but he came and uh preached to the martians and created the first martian mormons or as i call them marmons marmadukes no, Mormons. <laughs> TM the Mormons are the royalty this of the Mor- like, Mormons. This just sounds like Mormonism with extra steps. It <laughs> is. It's a whole other step, dude. You. That's well, the point. It's they, out of this world. They you, already think they're getting a planet. <laughs> well, here are some guys who have one. Well, mm-hmm. I, I have to say, looking at the rest of this panorama, there's a mm-hmm. l- large number of very angular, mm-hmm. like fissures and like. "Quote unquote cutouts." Uh huh. Mike, do you hmm. do you know what that means? Hmm. Sand people. Well, they're they're not like doors. They're just kind of in different angles. This one just happens to be up. Okay, and down. if you okay, if you had a underground base, right. why would you make the entrance so blatantly see, seem like that? Though? Well, this was this, the exit to the toilet, and you have to be able to find your way back. This looks like a oh very my god, terrible, oh my god, man. terrible place for a base because of all the rocks that are obviously falling down and out. <laughs> well, oh no, if there was yeah, oh no, if there was a actually a base on Mars, but the entrance would not show, be that easy. To, no, not this, be that is, easy to this find. is all the Kevin McAllister booby traps that have gone off. But I'm looking at a very large, precarious, flat rock that is literally over what is assumed to be a door there. Oh, yeah, that's kind of falling. And this was taken direct, and this was like something directly no. from NASA site, right? Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you can take this with a grain of salt. Though. Look at the okay. beautiful sedimentary <laughs> striations, though. No, oh, yeah, no, no, no I'm just, I was just saying hey. that based off like that, that theory I had heard where they said that all the pictures that people are getting in mm-hmm. the public from NASA, or doctors. It's been yeah, it's doctors. Oh, yeah, obviously, obviously, like certain stuff. Certain stuff is doctored out. Yes, obviously, it's all a conspiracy. Yeah, but, they they photoshopped the Bennigans out of the background. <laughs> well, don't you remember that? Well, don't you remember that one guy who he hacked into uh, NASA files because yes. he wanted to find he wanted to find proof of alien life. And before he got booted off and he left the country, he did confirm that he did find some stuff. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So. Here's something I want to know that no one's really brought up. I know it's not, but this picture looks very wet. I mean, if you look at it, there's all kinds of shiny stuff everywhere, and I wonder what if that's just it's a very artifact. moist Mars. Yeah, if it's just an artifact moist. of the uh, compositing. It does in the foreground here? It looks yeah, it looks like water. Extremely moist. Nobody's talking about because it looks moist. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the very front of the picture, front center, it looks like like water. Even the dirt has that look, like, in a riverbed. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not. I know there's not just water sitting out on Mars unless, you know, NASA's lying to us. (laughs) No, no, never would we imply that. I I think it's just very, very, very fine sand. That is true. But I'm talking about, like, the reflective-y looking quality oh, to it no no i agree it's well, uh 
looks like it's reflecting the sky, kind of like a shallow puddle of water would. No, it really, but really but here's does. The real, but here's the real theory. What if there are people on Mars, but they're all invisible? I could get Yeah, like that. Martian Manhunter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just invisible <laughs> and intangible, and we'll never know they're there. Exactly. I'm just fucking with the probe right now. Yeah, just sitting there going, hey, yeah, 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 you can't see me. Dropping my pants. Green Martian just dipping its balls on the lens. Oh, you can't yeah, see man. them. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, our pro- the rover appears to be moving slower. Why is that? <laughs> my balls are stuck under the tread. Somebody help. <laughs> uh, well, that was geez. fun, Kevin. Thank you. So, uh, Mike, have you got one? No. You posted one about uh, well, so the I have a- hearings. I did. Did you I? did Where was on the that? 10th in a uh, weekend weird talk i know i'm getting back there because i was looking at the he's uh, scrolling back activating the power of time travel so yeah so this was a uh, posted on the 10th of may on cron.com well this is gizmo hmm. gizmodo but eight basically saying that uh for the first oh, time I'm looking in decades, at my article. Never mind. Congress will hold public hearings on UFOs. I'm excited about so, this. So uh, this hearing scheduled for well, it was it's today, Tuesday, May 17th. So next week we'll have an update on that. So it will be held by the House Intelligence Committee's Committee Subcommittee on Counterterrorism, Counterintelligence, and Counterproliferation, which will include the testimony of two top defense intelligence officials. So basically, they're saying that uh, because a lot of hubaloo, hullabaloo, 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 and how they do has been made <laughs> about you know the recent UAP phenomenon, right? Like you know the Navy videos. Uh, what was that one called? The Tic Tac video. Yeah, the Tic Tac yeah. video and all that. Um, they're going to be holding some uh, hearings now, whether or not people believe the quote unquote real truth will come out <laughs> or as me you'll be like you know yeah it's just weird atmospheric shit that happens um you know will we'll yet to be seen of course nobody nobody that's a true believer will think any truth will come out of here yes we've opened this floor we've opened this floor to the public to see <laughs> which one of you knows too much there's a there's a room in the floor for all and a cap in the ass for anyone who knows too much. <laughs> this is actually Operation Loose Ends. Yeah, no, this is, you know. <laughs> yeah, like as soon as, soon as one conspiracy theorist who like said too much goes to the bathroom, guy no, just no. put him like guy just put him like, hey buddy, you know, uh, I see you dropped something in that in that toilet right there. You want to take a closer look, maybe just you know get your head <laughs> right in there. So, so you know what I'm excited about. Uh, so, have you seen some of these public hearings? Like, whenever there's like a banker who goes into a public hearing, or someone who's super rich, you always have a guy dressed as Min- Mr. Monopoly behind uh, him. <laughs> I'm curious to see what cast of characters we get at the public hearings for UFOs. I feel like we're going to get at least one Wookie. Oh yeah, there should guy definitely be some weird, weird guys. Someone, come, someone dressed as like uh, someone dresses Darth Vader. Someone dressed in like uh, uh, Starfleet red, blue, and gold, just sitting in the back. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this would be a fun one to do as an episode uh, next week. Kind of go over the public hearings and that sort of thing. Yeah, there's I think an, we should definitely an actual, do. There's an actual alien hiding in plain sight. <laughs> hey, do, let's not bring Valiant Thor into this just yet. Now, my um, thing about this is, I'm just excited that this is getting public uh, attention from the government for the first time in God knows how long. I just wish uh, J. Allen Hynek were alive to see this. My thing is, no matter what is revealed nobody wins because no one's gonna believe a damn thing yeah yeah well, look, look if point. something had actually happened it it would have been known by now yeah it's like it's like the same logic as every time history channel does a hey guess what we're gonna go out and we're gonna find bigfoot but oh no we don't find bigfoot it's just well duh because if we someone found, found bigfoot yeah. we would have known by now yeah no it would not be 
in on Discovery. Nobody would be learning about it from Discovery Channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the same thing with the Bigfoot documentaries. I watch them all the time. They're incredibly stupid. They're never going to find Big Bigfoot, but I'm going to keep watching them. You remember the one where the Native American guy was testing to see if Bigfoot could jump from rock to rock by jumping from rock to fucking rock? <laughs> like that was scientific evidence or something? Like, like yes, you see, this is you see, this proves our point. Bigfoot was a yeah. person of the same athletic ability as this guy. He may or may not could do it. Yeah. I don't know what the result of his uh, findings were. He jumped from rock to rock, meaning a large ape could probably jump from rock to rock. Yeah. That that's cool. it. Unless so, unless he was a Vietnam veteran and he didn't have his legs, then he couldn't um, do it. Oh, then Lieutenant Dan couldn't do it. Man, big okay, play, big play in Vietnam. Look, my leg is still out. Can we not talk about losing limbs <laughs> for a minute? Uh, <laughs> you're not gonna lose your limb. <laughs> but now I want to see Bigfoot in Vietnam, the comic. <laughs> that probably exists. The, the, I, I bet the, you that exists. Just him in a fucking helmet with like a playing card and just like smoking a cigarette. The Bigfoot. Yeah, no, imagine, no, imagine when, they first, when they first approached him. They approached him in a while. was just like, Bigfoot, your country needs you. I told you I want to kill for you guys after Korea. God <laughs> damn well, it. We, well, we need you for Vietnam. You were the, the best, best fighter pilot was we had, the same. Bigfoot. So, so if Bigfoot was in both Korea and Vietnam, he definitely didn't help turn those tides, did he? <laughs> in fact, I, I think told, I told why you we I did, did not I could. win. We lost. We lost Korea. We lost Korea, Bigfoot. Well, I told you I did what I could. You wouldn't let me take. You wouldn't let me we take out the North Korean leader when I had the shot. We must have said Robert, you and I gotta write this. Uh, Operation Enduring Freedom as well. Jesus. God. Okay. I want a shirt that don't. just says "Every war we've lost is because of Bigfoot." I hope we don't send him to Ukraine. <laughs> God, Bigfoot. I mean, no, I'm just picturing they like approach big. They approach Bigfoot in the woods. He's like government agents. It's just like him outside of a cave, maybe like chopping wood. And it's just like we need to speak to you, Mr. Bigfoot. Daddy, what's going on? Stay in the cave, sweetheart. I need, I need to talk. I need to talk. Bigfoot not understand how to use AR-15. Bigfoot improvise. Bigfoot, Bigfoot, you've been help. You've been helping us since World War One. But we really need you this time. Oh oh, I didn't help you in World War One. My grandfather helped you. My grandfather helped you in World War Two as well. Once I got involved, I'm not made for this shit. Oh, that's fun. We need you. We need you. We need you, Bigfoot. Did you need me when you said you told me the last time you told me you needed me? You sent me to Scotland to kill the Loch Ness monster. God, he's (laughs) my friend. He was and my he was hiding nuclear secrets. My wife. It's he was, he was hiding nuclear secrets in one of his caves, Bigfoot. You did what you had to do. <laughs> the Loch Ness oh, monster is a and, Russian sleeper agent. And this is why Robert is such a good writer. So, <laughs> uh, let me see here, uh, David. You've got one for us, right? Yeah, we're gonna go from having a nice, fun conversation about Bigfoot in Vietnam to something <laughs> very dark and scary. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so this was from a couple of days ago. This was uh, on uh, May 10th. Flight aborted after eerie pictures mysteriously sent to passengers' phone. Oh, I know this one. Oh, yeah. This is new to me. Okay. A flight was postponed just before taking off after a number of passengers received some eerie pictures on their phone. According to local reports, the passengers were set to travel from Israel to Turkey, but the pilot decided to turn back to the terminal at Ben Guerin Airport amid the panic. Can I just say, those are not two safe locations I'd be willing to take a risk with either. Mm. Yeah. So, the images showed a series of plane crashes with no one knowing who's responsible for sending them. Do you know why I know um, it wasn't me? I yeah, it's it's weird because they they um, most people received their request for a photo confirmation and airdrop. Some approved, some did not. It wasn't me because it didn't say LOL after the picture. I'm just saying. Um. Yeah. So uh, apparently, 166 passengers received the images. Jesus. All, all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they and just get this mysterious airdrop request, I was say, and so, then so it's yeah. airdrops. So it's only Apple. Oh wow! 
Hmm. And that means everyone on the plane had an iPhone? Well, it means 166 people had iPhones. Also yeah, yeah. That, I, I, don't, I don't know why I was thinking that. And that, it's, that, it's detail. Like, that, that detail honestly doesn't matter. Yeah, and it's the most like <clears throat> pro, proliferated phone in the yeah, world. Yeah, so. like yeah. two-thirds of smartphone users have iPhones. Not me. Uh, but. but that really is ominous. Well, it and is. here's more to it. So, while authorities are yet to get to the bottom of who's responsible, they have ruled out the possibility that it was a cyber attack. Airport Authority spokesman Offer Leffler, which is a great name, um, said, This is not a cyber attack. The source of the videos was from inside the plane. Jesus Christ, it's coming from inside the house. Yeah, because airdrop is like a short-range standard, right? Yeah. You can't just... Mm -hmm. You can't... Like, I have friends with iPhones like several blocks away i couldn't just airdrop them if i yeah. had an iphone i'd have to be like near mm-hmm. them so so here's my theory on this mm-hmm. it was a time traveler traveler trying trying to save the plane why That's... would it be a time traveler why can't it why well, wouldn't it just be someone it's... who already who already had knowledge of what was going to happen because and it out there? that's way cooler <laughs> yeah that we operate on the rule of cool here yeah it's either a johnny smith style psychic uh-huh. Or it's someone from the future who lost a relative. I'm I'm gonna go. His, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with the obvious, uh, thirteen year old little shit that needs his ass beaten. Yeah, no, that's the most likely case. But I like to have all I'm all I'm, think, all I'm like Kevin, picturing right yeah, now is like all I'm picturing shit. right now relating to this. <laughs> no, I'm no, sorry. no. All I'm picturing Mike, is just like Mike just those, accused um, me of those stealing your shit. <laughs> no, shit. I'm just picturing like those '80s scenes. Those '80s love movies, those '80s romance movies, where the guy is rushing to the to the airport to tell his love how much how he feels while the music is playing, and he's just like this guy's driving through traffic, gets over there to the airport, he's trying to run in security. Security's like, "Hey, where where are you going? You don't understand. This plane's about to crash unless I do something." (laughs) (laughs) I was was just thinking he he like. Texted the picture of the plane crashing, so they come back. No, he was. Yeah, no, he was like rushing. He was (laughs) rushing there, but got like caught in traffic. Oh my god! He was literally. No, he got caught in traffic. Probably had like I need the hero playing on the radio. Oh god! No, and and then like while he's trying to move, he's just like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, if I can't go to Turkey, nobody can. Here, here's the thing. Picture this: Meg Ryan's on the plane. Tom Hanks sends the crashed plane photos. Tom Hanks sends a terroristic threat to (laughs) get to Meg Ryan. Get Meg Ryan back. Well, no, you can't do that because it wasn't on the plane. God, he's running on the tarmac next to the plane. But no, I was I was thinking that you know, rushing through traffic, gets there, gets through security, something miraculously somehow without having a ticket, gets to the gate, and there's you know the subject of his uh, affection just rabidly pissed off because their flight was canceled. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's crazy, right? Well, no, he, and he didn't have anything to do with it. He's just like you know, how I, I should have told you long ago, I love you. And she's like, you son of a bitch. Well, no, he's it's, he, it's not his fault. He just happens to be the collateral damage. Oh <laughs> man. So I, I don't have an update on this yet, but I, I figured we'd do something nice and depressing. Oh yeah, well we always have one. That's how is it? Worthy. How is it depressing if like no one got hurt? Because we don't know who did it, and we don't know what the intention was. Even though I think me and Mike are both like, "Fuck that little kid that did this." I was just thinking some, you know, asshole. I didn't necessarily think a little kid, but oh. Oh God! They find him. They're pulling him out of the house. It's just a prank, bro. Or, <laughs> bro. Or, or the or kind of the worst thing. It's just an accident. Oh God! <laughs> Someone was trying to airdrop uh, that video to their buddy in the next. Uh-huh. You know, and he they Dude, were like, wouldn't it be funny if this happened to us while we're on the plane and yeah. went to everybody? Accidentally click send all. Oh my God! <laughs> oh Jesus! I saw all right. <laughs> I still kind of like the time traveler idea, though. Yeah, I, I think my story is the most fun. The oh, yeah, time traveler idea. Uh, it's even well, cooler if it's Matt Frewer. Da- David, everything is more fun than reality. Uh, yes, that is very true. Why? That's why I live everything is legal the when there's no cops. Well, that's around. really true. Hey, where's that gun? <laughs> so <laughs> safely uh, somewhere else. God damn it, Mike. Okay, <laughs> so that's our news for the week. David, I think it's time for X to give it to us. All right, all right. So I've got a thread here from X. All right, and Robert, this is one of my favorite things. We get to talk about stuff from X. 
Okay, well, I guess we're going to go full schizo. We're going to go full schizo then. Oh, dude. Yeah, no, this is going to be great. Okay, the subject title of this thread. Spiritual Ally Against the Wasps. Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, fuck the Wasps. Spiritual Ally Against the Wasps. Now, are we talking about white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, or are we talking the bugs? Well, here's the message. Okay. I have to destroy a wasp's nest this week, and uh, was thinking of invoking an ally to assist me and protect me from stings if it gets nasty. But who? Fairies? A kitsune demon slayer? One of the lesser key mob? How about about (laughs) Raid? That sounds like a good one to invoke. The power of Raid. I want to hit this person in the back of the head with a shovel. Well, here's the thing. We still don't have an answer because most white Anglo-Saxon Protestants like, it, are in a nest. It c- they, yeah, they yeah. form nests. So. It's a subdivision, basically. If it's if it's white Anglo-Saxon it's Protestants, a it's a burb clave. If it's, uh, if it's wasps, like the horrid stinging insects that serve no purpose uh, other than to torment mankind, they got a nest, too. But, uh, so, yeah, Raid will kill them. You do not need, uh, it kills on contact. Yeah, the, the first reply immediately is a can of Raid should be fine. Yes. <laughs> but but let, let's say there's no Raid in town. Let's uh, say that, like, there there's a supply chain issue, there's no Raid. You have to ally yourself with some sort of mystical or supernatural entity. Ooh, ooh. Who are you taking with you as your ally against the wasps? Mike, you got one? Yeah, I'm going to take... Aquanet and their friend Bick the Lighter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let me tell you why I'm not going with the Fae. I don't want to b- watch a bunch of tiny elves get murdered. Or try to fuck the wasps. Oh, yeah. Bro, that bro, why, bro why wouldn't I, you fuck it? They're Cause, real cause, horny. Because I've seen, uh, what was the name of that? Bondage fairies. Bondage yes. fairies from, oh, my God. If you, Guys, don't Google bondage yeah, don't. fairies. It was a Bad comic idea. from the 80s. Don't tell, don't tell me what to do. I'll, I'll Google it right now. Oh, God. Okay, get <laughs> your VPN ready. Well, just, just turn your mic off first. Yeah. <laughs> Last um, thing I need to hear oh, okay. is. Oh. Okay, let's do, all right, let's see what we got here. Oh, Lord. <laughs> So, so you're you're not going with the Faye, but who are you going sucks. with, Kevin? Who am I going with? Um, okay, here's the thing. I'm not going with like some kind of supernatural entity. I'm gonna use some chaos magic, summon a servitor, and I'm gonna summon Batman. Hey, you guys lied. You said this would be. You said this would be cool. This isn't cool. I didn't say it would be cool. I, I just said, said it was a Google thing it. not to Google. Why well, Google it anyway? And I'm vastly disappointed. Well. Okay then. Well, you're a modern I did, internet I do user. see that there was a band here called Name Bondage Fairies. That was a. Uh, oh no, this was a hint of a comic. Hentai, yeah, you yeah. you have your safe yeah, search on my phone. Well, no, yeah. I see I see the comic, but I also see that there's a okay. band here called Bondage Fairies. Well, look, you don't know what it was like being young, going to your first convention and seeing a fucking T-shirt of a mouse fucking a fairy for sale in public. <laughs> No, I've had no, I've had that happen. Okay, because like that, I'm just sitting here going, I don't know what I really. What you think I, you think it was bad then? You just see cons now. I've seen cons now, but I mean, like this was like '95, just out in public. It was a different time. It really okay. was. Like you, there was a dude selling bootleg screenplays in the corner. That looked oh, you want to? Oh, you want to hear something bad? You should hear about how my manager. He brought his daughter to a My Little Pony convention around, oh, the, no. height of the, bro- around the height of the bronies. So, oh, no. how much was therapy? Ongoing. <laughs> okay, yeah. so, so Robert, if you had to pick a spiritual ally against the wasps, what are you going for? Hmm. Spiritual ally, it could be anything? Yeah, yeah, something supernatural. Again, I'm summoning Batman as a chaos ritual. Just saying. Uh, let, me, let me think about this real quick. Um... Oh damn! I actually had some for this. I had an answer for this. Okay. Uh, um, I would like to summon the power of Grayskull. The, Na- the Naga. Ooh! Oh, there you go. There, that's a good. That's, that's, a, good that's choice. a good one. Nice. I was, 
I was just going to summon a whole bunch of uh, men in black and just watch them get very confused about the, the pointy flying things. Okay, I would fair. also I would also What is summon this thing flying at me? Why does this hurt? Ow, please stop. Why does this hurt? Look at these pins. Stop. Ow, look at my pin. <laughs> yep. Um, now, here's the thing. I love the Naga because, number one, they can do something about the walls. Number two, snake tits. <laughs> just say it. You know, if we're going with the Naga. Uh... Actually, I'm calling the police. I'm calling the police. What? You can't call. Okay, you can't call the police. Here's the thing. Do you know why we're all wrong? Because there's only one correct answer to this. Hmm. Jeff the Talking Mongoose. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes, David knows exactly what I'm talking about. The Talking Mongoose named Jeff. Mm-hmm. It is, it now, is. It's a legit paranormal thing. Look it up. Yep. Now, there is one other reply. This this thread was obviously not engaged with very much. Oh, God. <laughs> because why would it's a dumb be? thread. But, <laughs> but the, there, there is a good reply. Uh-huh. Why not just ally with the wasps? They understand the processes of life pretty well. So so turning an en- a potential enemy into a ally, that, that's a good approach. I like that. Sure, but there's one problem. <clears throat> wasps don't work with anybody. Yeah, they kill, they kill everything. Yep. Yeah. Nope, they're just... Big flying knives with no sense of morality. Yes, there sir. They're massive assholes. Mm-hmm. So, so, so that was X. Obviously, not the best thread, but hey, you know, snake tits. Right. Yep. Snake tits. That's that's the mm-hmm. big snake takeaway. <laughs> so, uh, Robert, thank you so much for being on the show, man. I really appreciate it, and we'll get you back again here uh, in the future. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> that being said, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to put some links in the show notes show notes to your socials or comics, whichever. We've got links to both uh, in the host thing I can put in there, but uh, you want to give everybody where they can find your stuff. Oh, yes. If you would like to find me on Twitter, you can find me with, at, at Admiral Lavender. It's like the, it's like, you know, the clone high thing. If you want right. to find Tom and Artie, you can find it at Artie Tom. Don't ask why. Apparently, Tom and Artie was taken as a Twitter name. Can you believe that? Weird. And Kaiju Days is simply at Kaiju Days on on Twitter. And, and that's what it's. Oh, right? oh yeah, of course, yeah. of course, that wasn't taken, which I find weird. Yeah, that is weird. And of course, <laughs> you can find links to Tom and Artie. I'm sure through the Twitter, and we'll have a link straight to the Tapas site. If that's cool. Damn right it is. Damn right. <laughs> so, uh, you can find David on Twitter until he's banned again at <laughs> HPKOMIC, HP Comic. Uh, Mike is here with us every week yeah. like an awesome dude. Um, there is one more thing I want to say, though. What's that? Ooh. Man, the, the Beeb. The Beeb is listening. You think that you said oh. the NSA is listening to us, but the BBC, oh, they're yeah, stealing man. our show ideas. They really are. There's been a few articles, but most specifically, Mike, which one did they steal from us? So, a couple weeks ago, month ago maybe, something month like ago. that, we did uh, the Ergot with the Dancing mm-hmm. Madness. Dancing Madness, yes. The BBC mm-hmm. just did an article about the Dancing Madness. Unprovocated, except by us. We're claiming it. Yeah. yeah, you know, we're, we're getting a lot of attention from all the three-letter agencies. I'm just uh-huh. waiting for the FDA to come after us. Oh, oh yeah. dude, yeah, no. FDA, I, I, I'm gonna, very unsafe with my food and drugs. They are, yeah, no. Oh, I hope so that shit hit room oh, So you're saying you'll be, eat, you'll be easy to poison. Mike, yes. you get your food and my drugs. <laughs> I have my drugs and my food. <laughs> two great, two things that don't go great together. Meanwhile, it's just a steak with pills. Hey, hey, wait a minute. These, <laughs> hey, wait a minute. These drugs taste no, like food. No. This isn't right. No, no. What it is, it's just when I'm making a turkey, it's not flavor I'm injecting. Why do my methamphetamines taste like ham? <laughs> Oh, jeez. Now, remember, folks, you're going to want to Google conspiracies about the FDA and ham and your pills. Sorry, I've realized I can do an Alex Jones impression, and I've been Mm -hmm. getting mileage out of that all day. So, anyway, (laughs) thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week with another fun topic. I have no idea what. And uh, we will see you then. So, again, Robert, thank you for being on. 
Uh, no problem. It was fun being here. Well, we're so glad to have you. Mike, David, as always, thank you for being on the show. It would not be the same if I did not have you guys with me. Because I would have given up by now. Oh. Oh. So, thank you, everyone. Until next time, stay safe and stay frosty. Uh, goodbye. Honk, honk. <laughs>